Hello, 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 and welcome to another episode of the McYon Show. I am your host, McYon. And I'm your co-host, Bros. Thank you guys so much for tuning in. We truly appreciate you tuning in every Monday at 6 p.m. Eastern Standard Time. We want to give a shout out to everybody that's watching on YouTube. Mm -hmm. And please do not forget to please like the show and subscribe, subscribe to the channel. Yeah. <laughs> and share. And you never share. know who need this information we um we have here today. So please Absolutely. share. Absolutely. Guys, today is April the 1st. It is Sexual Assault Awareness Month. So we are definitely going to deal with that today. We have an awesome guest in the studio. Dr. Pettis is here mm -hmm. and she is here to share her awesome testimony of how real God is Amen. and I am telling you God he is still performing miracles in this day and we have a miracle in the studio today so hello Ross hey girl how are you <laughs> I'm, I'm I'm good I'm here I'm you here, here. she I'm here, here. and y'all y'all know that she's a substitute teacher so I told her today she really looked like a teacher today she looks wore out <laughs> Let me just say this. Shout out to all the teachers everywhere. More power to you. I have so much respect for you guys. Yes, we A do. A lot of respect yes, for you we guys. Do. But don't forget about your substitute teachers because we take it home day and night just like y'all do too. Absolutely. Absolutely. <laughs> and just the, the look on your faces just look like you are just so wore out. And it just, it just, it just um, tells me of just how overwhelming it is to be in the school system as a teacher and one of the topics that we're going to talk about is bullying right. in the school and so i know you see that yes. on a daily basis and so there was a story from out of um i think it was texas where a little boy back in january he had um went home from being bullied in school and he had hung himself and his 13 year old sister had found him hanging in the closet. And it was so amazing to me is because I had just seen this um, story on Facebook today, but uh, when I went to the site, it basically said they had put the story out on um, March the 30th, which was Saturday. Mm -hmm. But he actually killed himself in January. January. Yeah. So it just goes to show you that we don't have the um, the most up to date information right. of really how many children are really committing suicide. We talked about a little bit of that last not this subject, but we talked about reality and truth. Mm -hmm. You know what I'm saying? Mm -hmm. Reality is we hear the story. The truth is we don't hear half of the stories that you know talk about. So it's really sad. This 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 bullying. Um, these children committing suicide, it always, it just really, really breaks my heart, especially to hang yourself. How old is he? He was 10 so, years old. 10 and just years to say old. his name, his name was Kevin Reese Jr. And he was from out of Houston, Texas. And 10 years old, in the fifth grade. 10 years old, fifth grade. Um, and those are the ones that you teach, yes. right? Fifth graders? So, yes. So, all grade elementary school. So, a couple of things. One, I have... Um, I have done the suicide, the out of the darkness into the light. Yes. Um, walk a couple of times. That is a very long walk, but it's 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 worth it because it's a cost bigger than myself. Mm -hmm. And when I see some of the the pictures of the people who have committed suicide, they're so young. young yes. I mean, in, in any age is is heartbreaking. But our children, our future. When you know, you see these moms with those pictures and stuff, and it's it's horrific like it's just like horrible to see that and to hear a 10 year old 
you know, hung himself. And even on the, even thinking about the whole bullying, I don't know his whole story because I didn't read the whole story, but the bullying and stuff, even the little, um, ten, I think she was a 10-year-old girl yes. who got beat up in the classroom yes. and died. Like, two days later. Two days later, she died from being beat up in her classroom. Drunk, jumped by her classmates. I think it was by like four. Yeah. Other little girls. So, so I'm trying not to cry. Like, just being a mother, mm-hmm. being a substitute teacher, seeing what I see in the schools, seeing some of the anger that some of these children have, um, it really broke my heart in so many places. I mean, it's, I just could not, and I pray to God I never have to actually deal with it myself because 10 years old. 10 years you old. You send your kids to school to get an education. 10 years old. And you end up burying your child for something that happened in the school, for someone jumping your ch- your child. This this parent here, this child commits suicide at 10 years old. I mean, at 10 years old, I think I was, like, playing kickball or, or barbies or outside or, or something to that nation. Definitely not even thinking about how to or carrying out something um is so horrible as suicide so it's really sad we have to pray overtime double time triple time for our children because it's it's i see it i see it every day we see it we hear it you know i have spoken different schools and we spoke out about bullying um and we we do the no bullying um Riley, which my daughter is a part of, and your nephew mm-hmm. um, have a Riley, and we do these things, and we hear stories of children who have thought about committing suicide, who have tried to commit suicide, who not even old enough to spell suicide. Yes. And here they all have been trying to do these things. So it's, it's, it's horrible. It is horrible. And with Kevin's story, he had been going through this bullying for a while. His mom was saying that the children had started um, bothering him because he had like a small stature. So it was some bigger boys, but they were in um, the same class with him. And they just started punching on him and everything. And then she said that even on his tablet, one of the other kids had wrote, kill yourself, you do not belong here. My God. That... Like, I don't under, like, kill yourself? Kill yourself, you don't belong here. I hate to say it, but I'm not shocked. Mm. Because I hear it. I hear it so much. I hear so much evilness. And and I do know that hurt people hurt people, mm-hmm. right? Mm-hmm. So I know some of these children are hurting for other things that they're going through. And this is the way that they're doing it. They're bullying somebody else. They're taking their anger out on somebody else. But when does it end? Like, we really need to come together to help these children um, that are going through these things and your child who has been bullied or, or is the one who bullied and we need to get them some type of help because these stories are every day, every single day. And we're, I'm sure we don't have the reports of all of them. Like you said, this happened in January. You just seen this article in March. Mm-hmm. Come tomorrow, you're going to see another, another article. One. Absolutely. That was from some time ago. By the time we catch up, Absolutely. And, and in the story, this parent did follow... She, she, followed, she followed the protocol. She went to the school, and the school came back and said that there was no, there was no, they did an investigation, and no bullying was found. You know, that's hard to hear when you have a child coming home to you telling you what's going on with them. You do right. You take the proper steps and go to the school to report it to the um, administration, and they tell you that it's not happening. My, this is my thing. So I sit on, like, both sides of it, mm-hmm. right? 
as a parent, as, as someone who is fortunate enough to work in the school system, one problem we have is that people use the term so loosely now mm -hmm. that honestly it's so many cases every time someone says like you ugly mm -hmm. i'm being bullied they call me ugly mm -hmm. and i'm not saying that i'm not mm -hmm. minimizing anything so let me be clear on that mm -hmm. i'm not minimizing anything mm -hmm. but it's it's every day like we need to educate our children a little bit better mm -hmm. on about what's going on so if i had 900 cases over here of, mm -hmm. of bullying mm -hmm. 50 85% of them is I was mad at my friend yesterday because they called me ugly but we back on the playground playing again today right something unfortunately gets overlooked and I'm right. not saying that it is right so right. please let me be clear on that That's understandable. I'm not saying it's right but this is what's happening mm -hmm. because I'm always saying many times he bullies you what he do and some of the stuff uh, he tripped me up. Mm -hmm. And then I see later on, them the best friends this planet, mm -hmm. you know what I'm saying? And mm -hmm. then you fill out all these papers. So I, I sit on both sides, but as a parent, I'm like, I don't care. If I said my child is being bullied, my child is being bullied. Mm -hmm. I don't need this blue form, this red form, mm -hmm. this yellow form, this green form. Mm -hmm. I need I need a solution or what we can do. You yeah. know what I'm saying? It, they, they, it definitely, and, um, they, and even with um, um, being there and working with James and this is statistics on um, bullying. It says that 3.2 million children are bullied each year. I believe it. I see it. 3.2. And then it also had a statistic where it said that 16,000 children per month skip school because of bullying. It. I believe so it. So parents, I mean, we have to do something. I know you're at work. I know you're working hard trying to provide for your children. But you have to take off some days and just go to your children's school. Just show up. Just see what's going on. Make no announcements. Just show up yeah, at the that school doesn't happen anymore. to see. I know. No, not, and not, I used to do that. You I can't used to do, do that, that no that. more. You can't do that no more. You can't just show up and go into classrooms no more. See? You can't pop up to the school and think you're going to sit in your... And, and like that's said, why y'all need to be at the PTA meeting so y'all can change PTO that. PTO meetings are empty, okay? They are empty, okay? And someone who has been sitting on PTO boards who are in it, they are empty. See? It's like the same parents who come in there fussing about change and one of the things are the same parents that you do not see. They pay their $5 to be on the PTO and that's it. Mm. You don't see them. They're not helping out. They're, you're part of the problem, not yes. part of the solution. Mm. So when you coming to me, fussing to me about change and things not being done, and I see you ain't been there. Nothing to help it. I don't even want to hear because you're a part of the problem. Absolutely. That's my Ross rant real quick. And that is so true, y'all. We got to do better as parents. And sometimes parents, if you can't, if you can't be there, designate somebody else, an uncle, a grandmother. Somebody got to go to the school and check on the children. Who are watching the children? Who are looking out for the children? I'm telling you, the school system is not a daycare. They can't. Do they it are by not there itself. to watch everything. They are there to teach. One teacher, 25 to 28 students. That's what it is. And Do that you ratio think they can catch good. everything? No. no. It takes a village. It takes a community. Until we start getting our community strengthened and back together, we're going to continue to read stories like this. We're going to continue to have empty PTO, PTA, whatever your acronym in your school is, we're going to continue to have. It even bothers me when I go to my kids' award ceremonies and the chairs are not filled up. Mm. 
Every chair should, we should have standing. I don't care if it's just the smallest award. It matters to these children. Yes, it does. They're crying when no one comes to see them get a wall. I know it because I'm sitting there taking pictures of kids because they're crying because nobody didn't come see them. So I'm like, oh, it's okay. I was told to take a picture for you. I'm using that because I don't want to see this child crying. Right. After they just got honor roll award or most right. improved or right. something like that right so i mean and i'm and we're not saying all parents so please believe us we are not saying all parents but what we are saying there is a huge number of us who are so busy busy making a life that we're forgetting to live that mm -hmm. we are forgetting to pour into our children the things that they need to succeed in this cruel world that we live in that we need to come together that we need to stop being a part of the problem and start being a part of the solution so that we can end this absolutely because this is ridiculous absolutely and what i'm saying is if the shoe fit wear it <laughs> i'm not here to sugarcoat anything for anybody it's because you need to be there you need to be in that school system you need to be investing in your children Invest in your children how you would invest in anything else. I'm telling you guys, these children are going through so much because we don't have time. It's you have to make time for your children. Sometimes the ones who are acting out the most are the ones who need it the most. Like yes. they need that that time the most. Sometimes the, I mean, it's it's getting it's sad. It's just heartbreaking. And, and I and like we said, if the shoe fit, wear, wear it. You know, look in the mirror, make a change. It ain't never too late to make some change. Start somewhere. And hold them accountable to what's going on. And not show up in a rage and angry at the world. But sit down and, and, and instead of being re reactive to everything, come up with some solutions so you guys can be proactive. It's going to take you, your children, and the school system to make this happen. Yep. You can't do it alone. Your child cannot fight alone. The school cannot fight it alone. Everybody has to come together and make this change. I tell you guys, this is just so heartbreaking to keep hearing about these children. Ten years old that keeps taking their lives. I just I just can't even fathom it. I have a twelve year old. I have a six year old. I have a twenty year old. I have a seventeen year old. Every time I read this, it's like in one of those ranges. Mm -hmm. And it hurts me. Mm -hmm. I talk to my children about it every time because they hearing it, they're seeing it. It's people that they know, you know, that it happened. It's not just happening in, in Houston, in Texas. Houston. It's happening here. It's happening up the street, down the street, around the corner, the school next door. It's happening here. I don't care if it's not being reported, it's happening. Absolutely, absolutely. So guys, please, we challenge you, we beg of you, go and check on your children. Find out what's going on. Make sure that everybody is okay. And you know, sometimes you guys, you know how you've seen your children act. You know you have children that are bullying people. You know your children are doing things that they shouldn't be doing. Check your children. Mm -hmm. Check your children. Get them help. Get Please them get them the help that they need. Because something is going on with them. Something is bigger than what they are doing. They're hurting. They could be being bullied too. It could be something going on in the household that you don't even know about or they need to change. Absolutely. So just, just go that extra mile because our future is depending on it. Absolutely. And we want to make a change. We want to make a change. So, guys, we want to thank you for that segment. Sorry. So, we didn't talk too long know, to talk about did. our other story, but it's okay. It's okay because that, that, that right there needed to be said. We needed to get that out because we can't keep talking about these children that's killing themselves. We have to do something. It's going to take all of us, all of us. 
put your child, get up, hook them up with a mentor, get them into a program yes. that will be able to help them. So will you, so will you fall and you stop, somebody else can pick mm -hmm. that up and support them. Yes. But get that. It is so important. There's organizations out here that it is the, the fees are minimal of what they charge you to be able to come in, to be able to mentor your child. So check them out. And if you're in Charles County, you can definitely check out Daughters with a Purpose or Man to Man. In any county, PG County, Charles County, D.C., in the DMV area. Daughters, Anywhere. Daughters with a DWP mentor at Outlook.com which we both are on the board. I'm the CEO, program director, and then we have uh, Man to Man Mentor at Outlook.com also. So that is just one of the many organizations. So. Absolutely. Absolutely. And if you have a team program or a program where you would like for us to come out and talk about healthy relationships, mm -hmm. you can definitely hit up NBA Speaks yep. on Instagram and Facebook, and we will be able to come out. We do workshops all the time, all the time. for the youth all the time reach out to someone guys and see and let somebody else come in that can be able to you know like talk to them and get the conversation going started because it only takes a conversation to yes. find out what's going yes. on yes so on that note we have come to our first break we're going to take a quick break and when we come back we will have dr pettis at the table as you can see her books are already here nobody but god amen so on that note We'll be right back. Thank you for watching. In 2018, I personally helped several people reclaim their healthy lives with a ketogenic lifestyle. Together with our team at Wakaya Perfection, we have helped over 4,000 people struggling with weight loss, burn off unwanted fat naturally, control hypertension, type 2 diabetes, and high cholesterol with our Beulah Fit Keto Fuel Shake and high-impact ginger and turmeric. Contact me for yours. Buttons about that keto life .com. That's B-U-T-T-O-N-S-B-O-U-T-T-H-A-T-K-E-T-O-L-I-F-E dot M-Y-W-A-K-A-Y-A.com or call 202-875-3926. This is a keto-friendly diet and weight loss expectation is approximately one to two pounds per week. Individual results can and will vary. Business owners, looking for a place to advertise your business and promote your products and services? VoxWave is the right place. We have over 10,000 views a day and 70,000 listeners a month. For more information, contact Reg Gaskins at 240-832-4455. VoxWave now features a streaming radio media player on our website's front page where local artists can get their music played 24-7. For more information on getting your music in rotation or to perform live at our studio, contact Reg Gaskins at 240-832-4455. Android users, the VoxWave app is now available in the Google Play Store. Download the app today on your Android device to listen in and view programs.
back to the McKeon Show. I am your host, McKeon. And I'm your co-host, Roz. So as you can see, we have the beautiful Dr. Pettis at the table. Ooh. Welcome, welcome. Yeah. Thank you. Welcome. It's an honor to be here. Oh my goodness. It is a pleasure to have you here. Thank you. You're so welcome. Guys, oh my goodness. When I tell you, when you hear this phenomenal woman's story i tell you you're gonna drop to your knees and just start praising mm -hmm. god yes. and you're gonna realize just how awesome that he really is so i am definitely gonna turn it over to Roz so All we can get right started. yes i'm gonna read some of this this amazing bio that she has so reverend dr uni pattis Unia Pettis. Unia Pettis. I knew I practiced it. See, I shouldn't have practiced it in my head. <laughs> when I don't practice in my head, I say it perfectly. Um, um, is an award-winning public relations, marketing, crisis communication, and public affairs strategist and professor. Woo! That was a lie. Look yes. at that. Look at God. Mm -hmm. She is also an ordained minister leader, author, as you can see, and motivational speaker. I mean, look at that. Look at God. Look at God. <laughs> look at God. So, yes, I know you said you didn't want me to read all your bio. No. So, uh, <laughs> you tell me to stop. So, oh, we're yes. going to stop. And we, gonna, we have her here, so we're going to let her tell us a little bit about what she does. Well, I'm glad to be here. I'm a DC native, okay, and I have several things going on. Okay. So that's why I said, don't read all my okay, Bible because okay. you'll be here for a minute. <laughs> right. Uh, the most important thing is I love the Lord, Amen. and I'm a servant of God, mm -hmm. and so I give Him all the glory. Amen. Uh, the second most important thing is I'm a survivor okay. of domestic violence, okay. child molestation, stroke with paralysis, and recurring. Um, cancer. Oh, wow. Yeah. Okay. So I've gone through a couple of things. Mm -hmm. um, and each trial and triumph has allowed me to see just how good God is. Mm -hmm. And if you have the faith to speak to the mountain to be removed, it shall be removed. Mm. Or God will give you the strength and courage to climb the mountain. Yes. And when you get to the top, make sure that you don't forget who was behind Amen. you and pull them up mm. and give them encouragement Amen. and you reach that pinnacle together. Mm. She's talking to wow. somebody. Wow, wow, wow. Yes. That is awesome. So, Dr. Pettis, tell us about yourself. Tell us about your story with this month being um, sexual abuse, sexual assault awareness month. Mm -hmm. Please tell us your story and um, about all the things that you have been through when it comes to sexual abuse mm -hmm. and domestic abuse. Well, April is sexual assault awareness month. Okay. It's also child prevention, uh, child abuse prevention month. Okay. Mm -hmm. And so the color for the month of April is teal. Mm -hmm. So I'm wearing purple because I'm a domestic violence survivor, right. but I'm also a sexual assault survivor. So you'll see some people with lapels that would be purple and teal. Mm -hmm. And now you understand why. Um, thank God for the Me Too movement mm -hmm. uh, and people are coming out more about being sexually abused either in their careers or by someone in their home or, you know, because as black people, we say what goes on in the house stays in the house. Yes, yes. And I say, I say everybody, that is the worst thing that you can ever say to your children. Mm -hmm. And literally, because what goes on in the house has stayed in the house, that's why we have generational curses. Yes. Yes. That's why we have high suicide rates. Yep. Mm -hmm. That's why we have broken homes. Yep. Because Preach. no one wants to be real. And if you teach your children not to be real, 
how when they're going through things are they supposed to come to you as a parent? Yes. If you already let them know there's a Sunday phase and then there's the Monday through Saturday phase. Come on now. And we got to keep it real. Mm -hmm. So one thing I do is I'm very transparent. Mm -hmm. I believe you can tell your story, good or bad, better than anybody else. Right. Mm -hmm. So I'm not perfect. I'm a sinner saved by grace. And now. the story of my life is between the ages of five to nine. My mother had me as a single parent. So she was 19. I was obviously a mistake, meant by God, but not in her plans. Mm -hmm. So she sent me down to South Carolina to be with my grandparents. Well, she thought that was going to be a safe haven. Again, what goes on in the house shouldn't have to stay in the house. Mm -hmm. So my grandmother was married to uh, another man, it's like my step-grandfather, mm -hmm. but he was the first man in my life because mm -hmm. my father wasn't in my life. Mm -hmm. So I love granddad. You're right. five years old, you're in the country. Mm -hmm. Then we were playing outside. Children went outside to play. Yes, right. that's an announcement within <laughs> itself. Um, and we had a great time. He was also a deacon chair. Well, when grandma would go to work at night or be at church, revivals, prayer, things, whatever, he was molesting me from the ages of five to nine. Mm. And I thought it was normal. Mm -hmm. But I remember when he first stood, it was during bath time. When Grandma came home, I said, Grandma, Granddaddy touched me down there. Because you know, you can't touch up here and down there. That's mm -hmm. what she was telling me in, you know, five-year-old language. And she said, what? And I said, Granddaddy touched me down there during mm -hmm. my bath. So she brought him in the room. And she said, tell me what, you know, you just said. And he said... I'm not going to get you ice cream and um, ice cream and your hot dog this Saturday because I can't believe you say something like that about me. So she told me I'm not going to have no liars in my house and spanked me and sent me to bed. Mm. So I was a five-year-old who told the first time mm -hmm. and wasn't believed. Mm -hmm. So I always say I realized the boogeyman was the fact that adults can say don't tell a story because you know we can say lie mm -hmm. but they can actually live out a lie yes. and I realized she wasn't going to protect me from him so I had to do whatever he said do so on Saturday when we go clean the church and all those things go to the barbershop cut the grass I got my ice cream cone and I got my hot dog but I also got molested every week mm. and so I tell women and men I don't care what the age of your child is, do not leave your child in any type of custody where you're not sure of what exactly is going to go on behind closed doors. Mm -hmm. If you can't just do the pop-up like we used to do in school, right. if you can't put a video cam, if it's a nanny, do whatever you have to do to protect your child. Amen. I'd rather be a paranoid parent and my child not be face abuse than to assume oh, Roz is going to be good, Mignon mm -hmm. is going to be good because mm -hmm. she's an auntie, mm -hmm. and then not knowing what issues you might have had in your past, mm -hmm. and then you take it out on my child. That's true. It's ridiculous. Mm -hmm. We cannot trust like we used to. Mm -hmm. It used to be a society where people could trust. Your word was your bond. Now you can't. So after child abuse, uh, I ended up marrying a pastor. Uh, he was phenomenal as my boyfriend, as my fiance. And um, he liked the fact that I was celibate. We were both being celibate and, and, and just focusing on Jesus mm -hmm. and all that we had to do. Well, I had a really big wedding, 16 bridesmaids, 16 grooms. Oh, wow, wow that, that's, that's a yeah, big that's wedding. That's a huge wedding. wedding. <laughs> had three flower girls, three officiants, and yes, we were in Jet Magazine, girl. It was all that because I was going to do it one time, mm -hmm. right? And so we got married, and the same night we got married, the wedding was at 4, I got back in the hotel at 9. He said to me, you look like S in the end is IT. Mm -hmm. And I said, what? He said, did you wear that dress to seduce other people or to impress me? Girl, I swear to you, it was a nice straight fitted dress. 
and I had gloves on up to here. So this little part right here was With supposed to seduce. Wait, was this showing. was on your wedding day? Wedding night. No, this is, it gets better. He shuts the wed he shuts the door, locks me out. So I go downstairs in my wedding dress. And I go to the lady at the front desk and I said, um, I need another key. We're having like a heated discussion. She said, you just got married. I mean, everybody's in the hotel. And I was like, yeah, I need a room key. I don't want anybody to see me. My mother was there, all these other people. So she gave me a key. I called him, told him what room I was in. And he said, be here at six because we're going to go to church in the morning. So he let me in that morning. I changed out of my wedding dress and went to church. Now, the worst thing is I went to church and sat by him. And the whole time, Roz and Mignon, I was saying, I don't even know who I married. Mm -hmm. Now, if I had been strong enough, I would have walked away. Mm -hmm. If I had been a strong enough woman, I would have said, forget all the money I spent and what people are going to say and all that. But I loved him, mm -hmm. and I thought I could fix him. Mm -hmm. And whatever I did about that dress or whatever, it was never going to be a problem again. And I realized then that he married me and became a property holder. Mm -hmm. He looked at me as, you know, wives be subject to your husband. Right. He looked at me as his property. So from that moment on, we were no longer equal. I wasn't a partner with him. It was him telling me what to do. And the emotional and verbal abuse just escalated from day one. Mm. Wow. Mm. I'm sorry. I, I, was I didn't have a honeymoon. I had a nightmare moon. It was ridiculous. It was the worst ever. But again, I tell people, at the first sign, you know, that, that inner voice that tells you something's not right, girl. Mm -hmm. You need to walk away. Mm -hmm. Walk away. Don't mm -hmm. have too much pride that you don't walk away and you end up in a casket. Yeah. We always turn a deaf ear to yeah. that inner voice. I had that inner voice. Us. The inner yeah. voice was like, girl, this is crazy. Mm -hmm. You know, no. Get you, and, but I was like, no, I'll be embarrassed. Pride. That's why. Yeah. Yes. Like, pride inner voice. is big. I'm, pride that's why is big. Pride comes before the fall. It yes. really does. And my fall came. Yeah. My fall came because in the third year, he started beating me because he got his kidney transplant. He needed a kidney. So this time, he's Were you his um, kidney donor? No. One oh, of the okay. church members, but I did all the um, events. We were trying to get everybody tested because he was only 32. Right. Um, when, he, when I married him, he needed a kidney. And my friends, ironically, were like, girl, wait till he get his kidney. Don't marry anybody sick. And I was like, no, that's my man. I'm going to be with him. God's going to heal him, all that. So another thing I did, I thought he was being mean to me because he needed a kidney. Right. He went to Alice's, it's so hard, you know, three mm -hmm. times right, a week. Right. And I'm mm -hmm. like, you know, he's just taking this out on me because whatever. Right. And I put so much into that new kidney. I was like, once he gets this new kidney, we're going to be married. We're right. going to be partners. Girl, that's when he started kicking me with Timberlands, with the steel toes, down mm -hmm. the stairwells, started slapping me and punching me so I would have to wear sunshades to church and sit by him in the pulpit. Mm. So once he got his kidney, he got more energy to cheat, mm. went through three affairs. He got more energy to beat me and to tell me, I am still your master and I'm the priest of this house and what I say goes. Mm. He even sexually raped me um, because we had no intimacy. You can't have intimacy if somebody just beats you. I don't right. care if you're married or not. Right. People need that to be real true. about yeah, that. That's true. That's married true. people get, can get raped as well. Yes. Mm -hmm. So. You can't tell me he wanted to do all this crazy stuff. I'm like, no. He's like, you are my property. And so I know that the Bible says the bed is undefiled and all those things. Mm -hmm. But if it doesn't feel right and you don't think it's right and he's hurting you, that is not making love. Absolutely. That's not treating a woman mm -hmm. like a virtuous being. Like mm -hmm. she, You're taking advantage mm -hmm. of that situation. Right. Mm -hmm. And again, I was raised in Pentecostal and, and, and Baptist upbringings. I respected those in authority. 
Everybody looked up to him. I looked up to him. He was my pastor too, not just my husband. And I thought I could change him. I thought love could change him. Yes. I could be cuter. I could dress better. I could cook better. Um, one of the other things that he kept beating me about is I was working on my doctorate. And he said, no black man sh should have a wife who has more degrees than him. Mm. He didn't have his master's yet. Now, am I supposed to drop out of school and not be a professor because you don't want me to have a degree more than you? So that's the one thing I stood hold to. Despite the beatings, I kept going to school. Mm -hmm. I didn't miss class. I would have to leave books in the library because he would pour bleach on my assignments, tear up my laptop. I was like, um, like a spy in a way. I mean, on the on the on the bus route, I would have because he always wanted to know where you are. Another thing, they track you. They mm -hmm. always want where you are, mm -hmm. what you're doing. All oh, my girlfriends said he's so attentive. No, I realize now, now he was tracking me. Boo, are you there? Okay, call me when you leave the class. Call me when you get on the subway. He was tracking. Mm -hmm. I didn't know where he was, mm -hmm. but he knew where I was. Mm -hmm. And we used to thought that. Yeah, we used to think that was cute. Think that was cute. Think that was cute. Like, he cares. Oh, he cares. I, I didn't want to know where I was. First of all, don't get mad because my man can't where I'm exactly. at. Don't be jealous. Yes. Don't be hated. And that's the thing that's that we thing. and that's the thing that we think as women that when another woman comes to us to tell us something different mm -hmm. than what he's doing, the first thing we say is that oh she's jealous and she don't want to see yep. me happy. Right. Absolutely. And even if that is like a part of it, that is like a bigger message that we miss because we so focused on the negative. We don't even see like that warning sign that came straight in our And then face. we'll start fighting with them. Yeah. Oh, absolutely. With them. We'll oh, start yes. fighting Let with me them. Tell. I, <laughs> said, I, just, I said this that to is an the old truth. friend Cut them of off. mine. Mm -hmm. We will forgive men, yes. men, yes. before we forgive family and yes, friends. Yes. We will hold tight to our yes. men, but throw a friendship away quick, fast, and hurry. Yep. Throw family away quick, fast, in and a hurry. hurry. Yep. In a hurry. And I've seen people, they literally lost other relationships that were very yep. vital and jobs all because of their man. So the spouse. one thing you have to do is when you think someone's being abused uh, because it's a sexual assault awareness month or if you think your teenager's being abused, do not isolate your teenager yes. or Ooh. young person and say, oh, I hate Tommy. I don't like, because once you team up against them, mm -hmm. then it's a us and them situation. Yes. You're no longer, stop, first of all, parents, stop trying to be friends. Yes. We yeah. need parents not, to not be parents. parents. Parents to be parents, guardians to be guardians. Your child needs a friend when they come to you and talk, but they need someone who's going to put them in order and tell them what's right and what's wrong. They need that guidance. They need guidance. They, they, need they that actually guidance. love guidance. Yes, I've had they do. 12 God kids, and they always say, God, Mommy, you're strict. But I know they liked it yeah. because they know I was paying thing. attention. When they go to the bathroom in the mall, God, Mommy's going in there with you. Mm -hmm. I had little boys, you know. Mm -hmm. They were like, you, no. Anybody in the room? Anybody in the stall? No. They want that they, structure. They, they want really structure. Do. My kids they want to know what time thing. to go to bed. Mm -hmm. They want homework. They want to know because kids want to know we care. Yeah. Yes. We're so busy on iPhones and iPads. What about your child? Yes. Know your child's password. Know, I do. Um, know, know all of the little symbols and little things that they can wear, bracelets and colors that mean Check. things. Make yes, sure that that's very make important. Make sure that you go to YouTube and say, what should a parent know about a 12-year-old? Because mm -hmm. Google and video, YouTube will show you everything. Yes. And because these kids will have a picture of like a, a dog on their screen, and under it can be pictures that they're sexting yes, to their boyfriends. Absolutely. And hey, you know, you're 12 now. You might grow up to be a future Michelle Obama and then those pictures are going to get leaked. It's going to come back to haunt you because you your little it. boyfriend's telling you, send me a picture. Nobody's going to know. Everybody's going to know because what's done in the dark will always come to light. Absolutely. Yep. Oh my goodness. That is so this has been true. 
That is so true. It's so much truth and so much that was said. I mean, so much knowledge in it. I want to get one statistic because you said this. In eight out of ten cases of rape, the victim knew the perpetrator. Absolutely. Eight out of ten. Eight, eight out, out of ten. Of ten. Hey. A lot of and you know what? It's so it's so funny because like when you're growing up uncles, and you're a child, a lot of we're always taught about stranger danger. Yes. But we're Don't not speak. taught about the danger inside the home. Oh my exactly. god. That it can be that it can be said. Uncle Billy, that it can yes. be grandpa and that or bring you brother. ice cream and or your brother. Why I don't play. I have one daughter, three sons and one daughter, and I'm strict with all of them, but I'm my daughter is the youngest, and yes. I'm like, no, right. nobody. And I tell her real words. We're not playing these. Yeah, yeah. Just up here words, and down here. No, yeah. real she words. Knows the medical term for each part of her body. Awesome. Mm -hmm. Because yeah. you have to. Because when if something happens, God, I pray to God it doesn't. But if something, and she have to go in front of a judge or court, I don't want nobody saying her will. She said up here, up here could have been her head, or up mm -hmm. here. No, yeah. the name. They, the they name. will manipulate they that. Will manipulate yes, they, will. they will. They will. They will manipulate yes. it and turn it around. So mm -hmm. no, we, it's 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 serious out and here. And I'm glad you said that because that that's why it's so important to tell them to give them. The clinical names of their Every body parts, so they can know. Name. So nobody can manipulate what they're saying because they're five years old. Oh, they just right. don't know. She nope. said. She said right here, right here. Wait. Nope. Right. My baby know it all. No. And mm -hmm. when she was young, she known it since she was little. Even when she was three, and she didn't know how to say them correctly, I just kept on working with it so she can right. know her P's from her V's. Like, cause mm -hmm. she didn't know how to say. No, you have to be. You have to. You have to protect. Like you said, you have to protect your child at all costs. At all. Yeah. Costs. And a lot of times, parents are so worried about. You know, well, they're too young for that conversation. No. And no. I try to tell them. I said, let me tell you something. No. When that perpetrator come to them, they ain't gonna be they're young. Not too, too young, young for nothing that they trying to do nothing. with. And, and and I was that kind of parent in a little bit like, oh, I can wait till she's like a little bit older. Right. But let me tell you something. Society showed me real yes. quickly my mm. whole mind frame and my thinking. I have a 20-year-old and a 6-year-old. What I told him at a certain age when he was 20 versus the society we live in mm. now. Totally different. I mm. had to change my whole mind, whether it was sexism, racism, all, all yeah. kind of things. Colorism, like you everything. You had bullying. to teach them early. Absolutely. And like I said, she's in first grade, but you have to teach them babies quickly. Um, let's see. We got some more statistics. You want me to give another one on here? One in five women... And one in 71 men will be raped at some point of their lives. Yes. Mm. One in five. It's three women sitting here. Mm -hmm. So one in five women. One in five. Think women. about how many women you've seen today. Mm -hmm. One in five. And we know with domestic violence, it's one in four women and one out of seven men. Mm -hmm. So the statistics are still very small. If you're in a group of people of 20 people, at least one or two females in that group mm -hmm. are estimated to have been raped mm -hmm. or will have some type of domestic, domestic violence. violence. And some guys are being abused, too. There's yes. some women out here that are abusing yes. men. And so, ladies, we're not to hit on them Say and talk down to them and Say all that, again. just like we don't want them to do it to us. Absolutely. No, I don't care if he knocked you down and all that stuff. You should never put your hand on somebody else. God yes. created that person, mm -hmm. and you go through the proper channels and get your justice and all that, but don't you hit anybody. And stop provoking. And stop provoking, right. Stop and then call the cops and then want to be the victim because you're messing up for real victims. Yes. Let me tell you, yes. you're, mess you're messing up. It's like the Jesse Smollett thing. Yes. Yes. You don't want to do that because you mess it up for that cop who's then going to say, well, you know what? That's Dr. Nears again. She going to go back to him. Let's not go take that call seriously. Yep. And that could have been the one time because most people go back about seven times. Seven times. So that could have been like my fourth time, and that's the fourth time, and that's the time that he kills me. So, no, don't make false claims. Be real with yourself. If your man is abusing you, 
or hurting you, he's letting you know he doesn't want you. Absolutely. And you have to be okay as a woman to say, I'd rather be by myself than to be abused. And why, and Dr. Pettis, and I'm calling you doctors, I told you we have a weekend, a lot of doctors on this show. (laughs) So Dr. Pettis, I just want you to I worked hard for those credentials. That's right. elaborate more on the, the the whole piece about you know at, at, as women when we're being abused mm-hmm. and that whole mental state that goes on because people always like to you know judge women re-victimize in, yeah in mm-hmm. domestic violence yep. situations mm-hmm. so let's talk about that right why do now. women stay absolutely that's the real question a woman stays because she wants her man mm-hmm. that's point blank period I don't care if he's a trash a collector or a, or the tax man or, in my case, a pastor. You stay because you think you can change your man. Yes. You stay because you don't want anybody else to know your stuff wasn't as perfect as it came mm-hmm. off. You stay um, out of fear sometimes financially because if you leave, you can't take care of your kids because you have a two-income household. Um, so, And then there are spiritual reasons. Um, I went to my husband's pastor overseer and he told me it sounds like you need to go home and be a better wife Mm. so I realized I didn't even have cover with him Mm -hmm. didn't have cover with my grandmother so I just realized God in this world you really got to keep stuff tight and if you trust that one person maybe a law enforcement officer or a show like this where you can call into McNon and Ross and be real and say can you get me resources I want to leave tonight I heard that lady's testimony and I'm not going to let this be the fourth or the fifth time I go back because I might not make it for my kids. Absolutely. So we have to thank God that they have shows like this, and that's why I'm so grateful to be on here, because women stay for a myriad of reasons. I just know mine was pride, didn't want a divorce, didn't want people in my business, and quite frankly, I thought I could just be a better wife. Absolutely. And I know for me what kept me in my um, abusive marriage is because the only thing, I grew up Pentecostal mm-hmm. and holiness and mm-hmm. Baptist from coming through generations of that and only understood that God did not like divorce. Divorce, absolutely. And so I was going to change my husband. And I mm-hmm. thought the same thing. Well, I Lay can your hands praying, on the put oil on and I can, yes. Yeah, get the oil get out. The oil out. I could pray for him and I could sex him and cook for absolutely. him. And that he would want to love me and stay. But that day never came. And no. for me, I was young. Like, you know, my my domestic violence when I was young. So for me, I was, what goes on in this household stays in this household. That's how I was brought up. And when I finally told a family member was strong enough to say it, that's what was told to me. Like, this has been happening to the women since the beginning of time. You're not no different. Mm-hmm. So for me, it was like, I had that's to horrible. do this. This is what I'm supposed to do. And you know, and I, didn't, and I thought me. I was alone. Like, and I saw it all the time. So I'm like, this is natural. This is like normal. But it was, for me, it wasn't until I began to love myself more Absolutely. i don't love anybody no less but i began to love me more and realize who god created me to be now i wasn't taking no more and that's that was it well tell me. us about your good man oh so we know because there's some <laughs> there good men out life there after the mess. there is life. <laughs> yes. Yes. this Let's... is about her today but i'm gonna tell you there is life after domestic violence and i have an amazing husband who accept me flaws and all my Praise triggers god. my things that i go through he loved me like christ loved the church he released his first single last Saturday, and my sister McYon was there to witness it, and we heard the song together, and it was the song title is Ready to Love, and my mm. God, it was about me. Yes, it was oh, dedicated it was to his wife. Yes. To me. Yes. yes. So there is life yes. after domestic violence. 
how yes. does so many of us think that nobody is going to love us yes. with the things we've been through? Love yourself. Love yourself, love yourself first, first. And who God called for you yes. will definitely be for you. But I want to give this number because I know one of the things I didn't know about resources. Um, so the National Sexual Assault Hotline number, yes. this is available 24 hours a day, is one 800 656 Four six seven three. I want to give it to you one more time. One eight hundred six five six four six seven three. And the domestic violence hotline number is one eight hundred seven nine nine safe. Mm -hmm. You can call those numbers anywhere Any, throughout anywhere. the United States, and they will be able to assist you. So, also, Doctor Pez, we want to talk about this awesome book yes. that you have well, I, here. Well, this is my memoir, and so many things have happened. Uh, you know, being a survivor of different things, and so God has me doing a second edition. Mm. And um, so I want you to go to my website. It's uniapettus.com, U-N-N-I-A-P-E-T-T-U-S.com. And you can sign up to book me for an engagement. Mm -hmm. You can sign up to have me do a presentation. Um, I consider myself an empowerment speaker because yes. I'm not going to be anybody's victim. That's I'm right. going to be Amen. a survivor and a thriver. That's right. I am more than a conqueror because Amen. greater is he that's in me than he that's in the world. world. And so I want to make sure, I wanted to make sure she talked about her good man because I don't have that yet, it's but I do know it's coming. Amen. Uh, and I knew though what God does for one, he has no respect of person. No, that he, he can do it for somebody exactly. else. And I don't want men to think we're men bashing. Yes. We're no. educating yes. and bringing awareness. We love the great men out there yes, who, who treat their daughters like princesses yes. and their wives like queens. And we, we want to be we in relationship you. with you. Absolutely. <laughs> we're not the angry black woman. We want to be in relationship with you and know that God has sent you. Uh, first, it has to be sent by God. Amen. And the second thing is, if you, uh, for teenagers in campus, April 4th is the day where they say, ask for consent. For mm. sexual awareness, the one thing they say is, if it's not consensual, then it's rape. Mm -hmm. So before you engage, you're supposed to say, I consent. Mm -hmm. You can do it digitally, you know, like through a text, or right before the, the intercourse or whatever, you say, I consent. Okay. If you don't consent, then if you're on a campus or in a high school, you can then say it was rape mm -hmm. because you did not give consent. consent. So the thing Fellas. for this year is the person has to say, I, I consent. consent. And April 4th is a day where colleges and high schools are asking teenagers and those in colleges, April 4th of each you know, sexual awareness assault month, they want you to go out and tell people about I consent and also tell people about saying no. You have the right to say yes. no. Yes, you you have the right to your body, and once it goes where you don't want it to go, then you have a right to leave and be safe. At any time you can At stop. At any time you can stop. Absolutely. That is huge. So, fellas, I hope you are listening to that, that you must get that. I consent. I consent. Both of you, men and women. Both. Both. I consent. Because legally after that, she can charge you or he can charge as rape. Yes. Absolutely. Yes. So Two ladies, words that make a big difference. And there was another thing that you said when you uh, said that my beautiful sisters here know that their uh, Boaz is coming. Mm -hmm. yes. Ladies, some of you ladies have to get out of your own way. Whatever Ooh, it is that preach. you are dealing with, whatever issues, whether it was domestic violence, sexual assault, 
whether whatever it is, you need to deal with you first, mm -hmm. okay? Yes. You need to get whatever counseling you may need, mm -hmm. um, doctors or whatever. Counseling is not a plague, okay? Mm -hmm. Like, we all need a mentor or things like that. You need to get out your own way first. God ain't sending you nobody until you finish dealing with you and the issues that you need to deal with. And that God is God don't bless truth. no mess. He is not he sending you. No he is mess. not sending you. He is not sending no females, his sons that has been um, honoring themselves and sacrificing things in life and honoring him to go and just lay down with anybody and, and vice versa. And do it he all over again. not going to do And that. that's why I say when people like, uh, this is my other half, I always tell people, me and my husband are two hoes. Mm -hmm. I don't want half of nothing. Mm -hmm. I was half until God got in me, and I realized who God was, and he built me up to be who I am. So I married a hoe. We two mm -hmm. hoes. Two hoes. That became one. That became one. Ain't no yeah. half. Absolutely. So, yes. yes. Get out your way, ladies yeah, and gentlemen. Absolutely. I, I always say it's like riding Air Force One, you know, when you don't get out your way, God can't land that blessing that he had, that Air mm. Force One blessing for you because on the tar pack is too much garbage. Amen. You're still <laughs> holding on to generational curses. Yes. You're still mad at Booby and Kimmy them. Yeah. You're still mad at Baby <laughs> Daddy. You're still mad at all these other things. Yep. God is not going to send you a blessing to mess the blessing up. Yep. So once you allow the tarmac to be free, then the plane can land and your Boaz will be there. Ooh, Boaz. And I'm coming to the wedding. And understand that you would never have to sin to get a blessing from God. No. Oh, yes. No. No. You would no. never have never. to Sometimes sin God get, to get a blessing from God. God no. get blamed for stuff he had nothing to do with. Nothing to do with. That bothers me. Sometimes when people nothing tell me, like, I'll be like, God says you what? God Is that what you really no. thought? Mm -mm. God ain't said that, okay? So stop blaming God. And sometimes we blame the devil for stuff he, he ain't do. Nothing to do. do. We did like, it. So, no, we did do it. So, Absolutely. no, let's, let's fix that. But these boys coming over here oh, for my yeah. sisters because they have, yes, But yes, we yes. are whole and whole. focused until then. Absolutely. Because if you are not focused and know what your purpose, we don't, we don't work for, uh, we don't work for paychecks. Mm -hmm. We do what we do out of passion and purpose. Yes. Because what God wants you to do is to make sure that you know your godly assignment. Mm -hmm. So the first reason why you have to get out your own way is you need to know what is your purpose? Where's your destiny? What is your three, four, five-year vision plan? Yes. So when you go out on a date with somebody, just because he has a house and a car, that should not impress you because you can sure get your should. own house and car. Yes, Where right. is this man going? What is he envisioning? What does he want to do with the family, especially if it's a blended family? If he tells you he doesn't like kids and you think, well, girl, I'm going to get him to change his mind. Oh, yeah. Yeah, you're going to get him to then. change his mind, all right. You'll get married and be miserable, and your children will be miserable because what they say, they mean yes. the first time. Yes. yes. Woo. That is the truth, you better I tell you. I hope you took notes that on this lesson truth. today. Because a doctor gave a professor lesson today. Yes. That's right. <laughs> I lesson. want my sisters right. to be free, and I want them to know that we are we're queens. Yes, and we are. And to be to be treated as such. Yes, yes and don't we settle are. for nothing less. No, nothing less. And we don't have to. No. Mm -hmm. And and we got to understand that you know I remember growing up, and you know. It was like, you know, to in order to feel like a woman, you had to have a man. So, you mm -hmm. know, we're willing to grab onto any type of man just to say that we have a man. But no, they honey, say a piece of a man is better than, than no man. man. Well, wow. let me tell you something. Why they teach us that? Why? I know. We, we, have, we have so much to break out of. We have so much to break out of. I've heard all of these things oh. at so young age. Yes. And, it's, and it's, it's crazy that you grow up thinking it. And that's why I grew up to be a broken woman who had to really... 
all reinvent of us. and figure out who I was because we heard what goes on this house stays in this yes. house. A piece of a man is better, better than, than a man. <laughs> I don't want a piece of anything. Or, or what you're going through, everybody's going, going through, through that. Like, yeah. oh my yeah. goodness, women been going through this since the beginning of the time. Does right. that make it right? No. Like, exactly. we can't change that? Like, no. seriously, oh my goodness. These but that's why God now is raising up a new generation, yes, generation of people yes, that is breaking, is. That, that has come to this earth to break yeah. all those change. generational curses, all those strongholds, all of them. That's why we're in the community. That's why we're writing about it. We're Absolutely. talking about it. We're using our plan platform to encourage, to inspire, to tell the truth, to let God be glorified so that we can raise up strong kings and queens. Let's yes. start with these princesses yes. and these princes Absolutely. to raise them up, to raise them up right and, and you, get away from that and nonsense. And you know what else I want to say before we close out about that? I want to um, say something to what I've seen on Facebook. And I definitely want to say um, rest in peace to um, Nipsey Hussle with all the um, fantastic work that yeah. he was doing out in um, L.A. Crenshaw area of trying to rebuild the community that he came from. Yeah. And, you know, I'm, I'm on Facebook today and I see everybody sharing about his death and they have went and picked up so many of his videos with him talking about, you know, being entrepreneurs, buying back the block and all these things. And so I'm sitting there and I'm, and I'm starting to have a conversation with God. And I'm like, you know what, God, look at this. I said, it takes for somebody to, to die, die. Mm -hmm. for people to start sharing their purpose. And then so as I sat there and I started talking and, and, and God says to me, he said, but it's all because they want to be connected to something. And he said, because it's people in your community, like us, you would never share what we're doing. You would never talk about what we're doing. Yes. But you choose in your time to share something about somebody that had to die. And now all of a sudden you're so upset and so worried about what's going on. And honoring their when, legacy. Yeah. When you should honor their life. Exactly. Yeah. And it's people in your community, people in your community that you can be honoring that you can be uplifting. What we have to do, die before we get your support? That just don't make sense to me. And especially in churches, I want to say to all the interfaith clergy, we have to be real in our temples, our mosques, um, with Catholic priests or a pastor, whomever, imam. If you can't talk real talk from the pulpit, mm, then mm. I'm wondering who you're really leading because yes. your parishioners are hurting. Mm -hmm. Real work is going on in the pews. Right. And so if you're not dealing with them where they are right. and getting help and bringing people in like us who are experts to talk and deal with these things, then these people are just going to be sanctified, miserable people. Yes. They're going to be sanctified victims. They're going to think, well, I can pray this away. Some mm -hmm. things you cannot pray away. Mm -hmm. And you can't wish away. You mm -hmm. have to do what you have to do because God is not going to do anything for you that you can do for yourself. Amen. Faith without work. Amen. Absolutely. And on that note, Dr. Pettis, we definitely want you to give all of the viewers how they can be able to contact you again. Well, praise God. I definitely want you to know this number again, the National Domestic Violence Hotline number, 1-800-799-SAFE. Um, also, I want you to know that teal is a color for sexual assault awareness, mm -hmm. and this is also Child Prevention Abuse Month. Mm -hmm. um, but you can reach me at uh, www.umiapettis.com, and you can telephone me. I have to, I have a 188 number, but I'll just go ahead and give you the local number. Um, it's 202-696-2790. 
Don't call me with foolishness, but call me <laughs> if you want some help. Call me if you want someone to come speak and empower you. Call me if you need somebody to be there who will not re-victimize you, but will say, sis, I believe you the first time. Amen. Absolutely. I like that. Absolutely. I believe you the first time. Well, we definitely appreciate you, sis, for coming Thank here you. today. Yes. You are much. always yes. welcome. Yes. This is come here. Thank you. You are always welcome to come here and share and anything you got going on. Just let us know. We will definitely get it out to everybody. Doctor Sis, absolutely. <laughs> I like that. Doctor Sis, I'll hashtag that. Yes. yes. So Roz, definitely give them your information. Hey, you guys know I'm Roz in the community on on Facebook and on Instagram and Twitter. Manly's Blended Family. You can always reach out to me. Absolutely. And you know, you guys can follow me on Facebook and Instagram at MBA Speak. And if you want to get in contact with me to book me for an event for team please go to my website at www.mbaspeaks.com. So we want to thank you guys for tuning in. Thank yes. you so much. Again, we are here each and every Monday at 6 p.m. Eastern Standard Time. Yep. We are looking for guests. We are looking for sponsors. If you would like to be a part of this purpose-driven yes. um, show, please reach out to us. Ross in the community, MBA Speaks. So until the next time, God bless God and bless have you a great all. evening. Have a great one. Yeah.